The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Main Street Vegan with host Victoria Moran. Victoria is an author, inspirational speaker, and a certified holistic health counselor and vegan lifestyle coach. She's here to entertain, educate, and inspire you on your journey to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Now, let's get this party started. Here is your host, Victoria Moran. Welcome to the show, everybody. Oh, I love today. I love today because I have bunches and bunches of wonderful guests. It really will be like having a party. And I'm so happy to be starting the program with someone I admire so much. She's younger than me, but I want to be her when I grow up. And that is Irene Rizzo. Irene is the author of the soon-to-be-released book, The Mountain of Youth. It will be released on the 30th of October, which will be her 60th birthday. We'll be able to get it on Amazon. And guess what? Every single bit of the proceeds will go to animal organizations. So that tells you a little bit about what this woman is like. She's also a Pilates guru, helping people stay healthy and fit for 30 years. And guess when she started on the vegan path? Age 11, she became an ethical vegetarian and has gone from there. Irene has her own private Pilates studio in Locust Valley, New York. She holds holds certifications in both Pilates and nutrition. And I happen to know there is a new grand being in her life. Welcome, Irene Rizzo. Thank you so much, Victoria, for having me on the show. It is such a Well, you know, you meet some people, and that phrase, beautiful inside and out, we hear it quite a bit, but it so applies to you. I just remember the first time I met you, just feeling like, you know what it felt like? It felt like I was Dorothy, and you were the good witch. (laughs) Well, I admire you so much, and you've brought so much into my life also. 
Oh, well, I appreciate that a lot. So tell us about the Mountain of Youth. Well, the Mountain of Youth started out seven years ago. It was um, my husband became vegan after living with me for 30 years. And he kept on telling everybody he felt like he found the fountain of youth. And everybody was, like, looking at him that he changed so much and that he looked so great. And so many people always are asking myself, my husband, about our lifestyle. Every day I work with clients. And I was tremendously motivated to write this book so I could reach a lot of people. It's sharing a lifestyle. So the Mountain of Youth is a play on the fountain, which is kind of like a fairy tale. And it's, it means endless possibilities. A mountain is massive, and it gives you so much back if you do the work. Everybody's looking for a magic pill, a diet, something that's going to change them. It's all about doing the work, taking the steps, and you find this wonderful, youthful feeling on the mountain of youth. So uh, that's well, that. well, you have certainly done that. I mean, you, you completely belie your age. Now, I know that you've been doing Pilates for a really long time, and we've had all sorts of fitness people on this program. You're our first Pilates person. Tell us about Joseph Pilates and his program and why it's good for us. Well, Pilates, I'm so passionate about Pilates because Pilates works not just the large muscles but all the small muscles. So when you go for weight training, you're just doing a bicep curl or you're working all these large muscles, but there's all these little supportive muscles that you want to work. And so it works the whole day. It works you as a whole. So um, that's one thing. Every movement comes from the core. And the core is not just your, everybody thinks the core is your abs, but it's much more than that. It works from the bottom of the ribs to the bottom of the pelvis. It's front to back. Pilates also stretches and strengthens you at the same time. And another thing that I love about it, not only that it's intelligent movement, which I coin in my book all about intelligent movement, but anyone can do it. So from the uber athlete to somebody who's been severely injured, I came to Pilates because my, um, I had two herniated discs and impingement in my spine. Eleven neurologists told me that I would um, be paralyzed on the whole left side of my body. And Pilates saved my life. So it's the type of exercise, no matter what condition you're in, what you're doing, you'll benefit. And your posture, you feel like you grow taller. You just The benefits are just so unbelievable. So I'm just so passionate about the work and sharing it with others every day. Well, something that I have noticed, people who do Pilates consistently, and you certainly are one of those, you walk as if you're walking on air. There's, there's more of a glide <laughs> than a yes. chug. Well, because you feel lifted, you know, because uh-huh. you learn to use your core. If you think of a bird, like a bird's core is strong, and it moves its wings totally separate. You learn that in Pilates. That's one of those, like, principles that, that another thing that makes it different from other forms of exercise and gives back so much 
because it has these principles, so it connects the mind and body. Mm, that's beautiful. Now, I know that a lot of vegans have gone to Pilates studios and said, oh, there's so much leather on this equipment. Is there a way to do vegan Pilates? Well, I don't. My equipment is pleather. It's ah. So, um, you know, people might think it's all leather, but uh-huh. most of it's not made with leather. Oh, that's fantastic. Good so, Good deal. I mean, Happy to know that. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I mean, and so, um, how about weight loss? I know everybody's interested in weight loss, maybe too much, and yes, yet I agree. people are interested. What do you tell them? Well, diets don't work, so I never put anybody on a diet. I bring them to a lifestyle change. I give them tips. One of the tips is eat more fruits and vegetables. If you avoid processed food, if you avoid eating meats, you're not going to gain weight. You just won't. If you drink half of your um, body weight in water, that's one tip that makes such a difference. People don't realize that they're walking around. Sometimes they think they're hungry and they're actually thirsty, and they don't realize how much water they really need to consume. So it's half your body weight in water every day. You'd be surprised to hear that also I tell them not to drink their water with their food. So that's one major tip that really helps them. I tell them also exercise at least 30 to 60 minutes a day and make exercise a regular part of your day by getting up and down out of your chair. Do things. We're not meant to sit. We're meant to move. And that really helps. If you move and you exercise, you're going to get the weight off quicker and you know, chew your food. Be mindful. Mindful eating is so important. People need to chew and eat vegetables and fruits. I tell them all the time, eat your veggies and fruits. You do not gain weight on that. And um, write every, if you, you know, have a real problem, I have them put a diary together for me. And also a big key element of weight loss is don't forget to eat breakfast. A lot of people forget. Now, for me, breakfast is a smoothie. It just get your system started. Just get it started. So those are some of my top tips for weight loss. Those are great tips, and they're very kind and gentle. Now, as someone who's struggled with weight for 30 years, I've talked to so many people throughout my lifetime who are so harsh about the whole thing. But you're so nice. Eat breakfast. Yes. Drink water. <laughs> yes. uh, I no, think I gentle don't like words. to give people rules. They have to find, well, to me, veganism is in your heart. So I try to bring everybody to that heartfelt place of eating, you know, in a vegan manner. But it's always, you know, if it's about weight loss for them, that's a whole different thing. And so if you're eating as a vegan, I find most vegans that know how to eat properly are not heavy. But everybody wants to lose 5, 10 pounds. Like you said, people are obsessed with weight. And uh, so I try to get people more thinking about the health benefits instead of always about the weight. Oh, I think that makes a lot of sense. Now, you believe in detoxing. And I've had some people on the show who say, oh, detox, that's ridiculous. You don't really detox your your organs that take care of the system. Your lymphatic system is going to work, and, you know, you sweat, and it all takes care of itself. All this detoxing is silly. I'm one who thinks it's not so silly. Where do you come down on that? Well, I 
I feel detoxing is so important. We live in such a toxic environment, and our bodies store all these excess toxins, so it's vital that we provide, you know, a way to detox. But, you know, something I just want to say that when I first met you, you gave me the word mend, which (laughs) is meditate, exercise, nutrition, and detox. And that's when I fell in love with you because that sums it all up. And detoxing, again, I just feel it's so important. I, you know, I try to, and it's not something that you have to do every day. It's something you do once a year. You give your body complete rest because your body does work, you know, itself to detox, but you also need to help it sometimes. We don't live in a bubble. So unless you're in a bubble, you're absorbing toxins. So So finding a way to releasing them is what I call detoxing, and there are so many different ways to detox. Well, tell us some of them. Well, what I do, every year I go to a place that is um, called We Care in California, and it's everything that you do there supports your detox from dry brushing from, you know, um, hydration, colon cleansing. It's just everything that you're doing there is supporting your detox. But there's a lot of, you know, simpler ways that you could do it. I'm one that does it full out when I go for it. But, you, um, you seem like a full out kind of gal. I, I get that. <laughs> yeah. So, um you you really are, you know, sometimes I wish this were television because then people could see the person I'm talking to. You're stunning. And oh, people you, always want to know, well, what can I do? What can I do to be more like her? So just tell us what you do. Tell us your typical day. Tell us your food. Tell us your workout. Tell us your spiritual practice. Well, you know, my typical day, I work. Very, I work a lot of hours because I see a lot of clients. I'm very blessed that I love my career, and I get up every day thanking the universe, thanking God for, you know, having all these wonderful people that I can help every day. When I get up, I drink my first 20 ounces of water. After I drink my water, I go and I make my smoothie. I think it's very much... Um, You know, you have to, when you work hard, you have to make time for yourself. So every day I make time for exercise for myself, too, because I know it's important. And people, when they give me the excuse that there's no time for them to exercise, I make the time. It might be very early in the morning or very late at night or just minutes. If I have 10 extra minutes, I'll take a walk somewhere. So the things that I, I support everything that I do within the day to feel good. I meditate every day. Could be just 10 minutes, 5 minutes. Some of the things that I do. Chris Carr has a great quick meditation. I don't know if you've ever listened to her meditations or downloaded it, but she gives you these great 8-minute, 10-minute meditations. Um, So I think, you know, I try to live the lifestyle. I always, always make time for eat, for um, home-cooked meals, for making my lunch, bringing my lunch, going out with friends, doing things that support feeling happy and joyful. And also I have a wonderful relationship. I 
take a lot of time to be with family, friends, and I think those are all important things to feel and look great. And key are exercise, and I really believe my diet and, and lifestyle have made both, you know, my family, my husband, myself feel and look the best that we can. What a wonderful success story. And I love that you started for the animals as an 11-year-old. Yes. And yes. Uh, and then you found all of these other reasons. So for somebody just starting out, somebody is looking at all this and saying, uh, maybe I could do that. What would you tell them? How would you tell them to start? Well, a lot of people think it's so hard to be a vegan. And it's really so easy. And once you find it in your heart, it's one of the easiest things that you could do because you wouldn't be able to touch eating meat once you see. So I like to send people to go to the farm sanctuaries. They, they get an education. Read your book. Read my book. You see and you educate yourself about what really goes on and how easy it really could be. And again, just by adding more fruits and vegetables and realizing that you also don't have to give up anything I think one of the things that people think is that, oh, but I have to give up eating my, I can't even say some of the things, but, you know, there's so many alternatives now. When I was 11, what was available to me was broccoli and baked potatoes. Now you can get any, anything that you desire and have the taste from the cheeses. I mean, Miyoko makes the most unbelievable vegan cheeses. You have so many brands that are making unbelievable things out of vegan products. And they're real. They're not that it's processed. It's all real food. It's so exciting. And you know what? Yes, Sometimes... It's so exciting to see all this because when I was 11, nothing was available. Now I can wear the most fashionable clothes, the most fashionable shoes. It's all available. Everything. <laughs> It's what, and sometimes we just decide to have broccoli and baked potato anyway. Yes, so you. <laughs> you can find out more about this extraordinary woman and all that she can do for your health and vitality on her website, IreneRizzo.com. She's Irene Rizzo Pilates and Health on Facebook. I'll put all of her social media and all her various URLs on the show notes. And we'll give a shout out closer to October 30th when her wonderful book, The Mountain of Youth, will go up on Amazon. Irene, bless your heart. Kiss the grandbaby. Oh, thank you. Bless you. I love you, Victoria. Thank <laughs> oh, you. Oh, thanks so okay. much, Irene. All right. Bye-bye. And, and- uh-huh. Everybody else, stay with us through these breaks. We've got two more dazzling guests coming. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support.
what if you could experience vibrant health, help heal the planet, and be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Authors Victoria and Adair Moran say you can do this easily, affordably, and deliciously in their new book, Main Street Vegan. Everything you need to know to eat healthfully and live compassionately in a real world. Loaded with practical tips, straightforward information, and fabulous recipes, Main Street Vegan will help you on your journey toward a plant-based diet. The perks include more energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, feeling younger as you grow older, and maybe even a boost to your spiritual life. Purchase Main Street Vegan from BN.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite bookseller. listening to Main Street Vegan with Victoria Moran. If you have questions or comments about today's topic or any other area of interest, we invite you to follow Victoria underscore Moran on Twitter or email her at MainStreetVegan at UnityOnlineRadio.org. Now, back to Main Street Vegan. Welcome back, friends, listeners, new people. Thank you so much for being here. I always like at this point in the show to let you know what's happening over at the MainStreetVegan.net blog. This week, it's actually tips for a successful fast. Now, I posted it this past Saturday because on Sunday, it was World Day for Farmed Animals and Farm Animal Rights Movement sponsors an annual fast against slaughter. So a lot of us did a 24 or 36 hour fast over the weekend. And I wanted those tips for people doing that. But if you ever want to just take a day or a few days to drink water or drink juice, and you've done all of the medical looking to make sure that you're somebody who can safely fast, then I hope you will enjoy those tips over at MainStreetVegan.net slash blog. And we just learned this very morning that the Main Street Vegan blog was selected among the top 100 vegan blogs by Feedspot.com. And what's really fun is that Three of my Main Street Vegan Academy graduates also had their blogs listed. So we had Diane Wenz, Diane's Vegan Kitchen, and Chic Vegan uh, is listed. Also, Vicki Brett Gotch, Ann Arbor Vegan Kitchen, and the inimitable J.L. Fields, J.L. Goes Vegan. So congratulations to all those MSV graduates. Very, very cool. Um, and now, oh, you're going to love my next guest. He's been on before. You loved him then. And that is Chef Mark Reinfeld, who has lots of wonderful books, but his new one is destined to be a classic. It is so beautiful. Full of recipes, but way more than a cookbook. It's called Healing the Vegan Way, Plant-Based Eating for Optimal Health and Wellness. Mark is the founding chef of the celebrated Blossoming Lotus Restaurant and the award-winning author of the 30-Minute Vegan Series. And you can find out more about Mark and his cooking classes at veganfusion.com. Welcome, Mark Reinfeld. Hey, Victoria. It's great to be on your show again. Thank you for having me. Wonderful to have you. Where are you calling in from? Uh, right now I'm in Miami. We're getting ready for some uh, some weather down here. 
Oh, yes. I heard about that. Well, (laughs) what do you do? You just uh, put boards on the windows and uh, get in a lot of food? Yes, yeah. (laughs) Stock up on spirulina popcorn and uh, see what happens. I I love it. Nothing like a little (laughs) green where you don't expect it. So tell us about the new book. This book is gorgeous. And if I don't know what the Kaylee, that's right, Kaylee, that's the vegan word for meaty. It's really <laughs> full of info. So tell us about it. Well, thanks for asking. I've, I've been interested in the healing quality of uh, foods for about 20 years. And I actually did a home study master's program in holistic nutrition. And I really wanted to demonstrate that plants have the power to heal and transform our lives. And just the mounting body of evidence, as you know, is really pointing to the fact that a lot of these major health challenges we face now are really diet-related and can be prevented and reversed on a plant-based diet. So I assembled a team of experts. Most of them have probably been on your show, Dr. Greger, Dr. Clapper, Dr. Deal, Dr. Khan, and and others to just give expert testimony to show how this is taking place, that plants are really uh, the key to us uh, regaining our health. Mm-hmm. Now, you also have stories from real people. You call them healing stories from people whose lives were changed. Uh, yes. I Well, I've been, like you mentioned, I've been teaching classes and I travel internationally. I do workshops and trainings and teacher trainings. And through the years, I've had students come and uh, like one student had diabetes and he was able to uh, reverse it after he took my class. Others have lost uh a, lot, a tremendous amount of weight, and uh, one of the students was a firefighter who reversed his diabetes as well. And so I had they were kind enough to share their testimonials, and it's just adds to this just the truth that we really have the key to our health right before us, and we we can make that choice every day with what we choose to eat. Do you think that more of the benefit comes from getting rid of the animal foods, getting rid of the processed foods? or adding lots of plant foods? I would say it's a combination. I think they're all like, really, to me, as soon as you put any mindfulness into your food choices, you're going to start to experience some benefits. And and I do feel that uh, there's a plant-based solution to every health challenge that we face. And so eliminating and reducing the animal products and just crowding them out with healthy uh, fruits and veggies and whole food, plant-based uh, foods is is definitely the way to go. So in your book, I love how you talk about some of the more unusual foods. A lot of the foods are very common. They're very easy to find. You can get them at any supermarket. And when you do have something that's a little bit more unusual, you turn it into an adventure, almost like meet my exotic friend from Marrakech. <laughs> it happens <laughs> right, to some right. kind of food. So. Yeah. What one ingredient in this book could you just not live without ever? You're going to Mars. You're going to take this food with you. Oh, uh, that's a good question. I mean, if I'm if there's if Mars was tropical, it would be a coconut. But I don't know. Uh, the coconut definitely for me is the the tree of life. It has a lot of the water I love, and using the the coconut meat is amazing. Nutritional yeast, I would put in that category, is like something that can help us with the B12, fortified with the B12 and uh, and the protein source. So that would be my quick elevator answer. 
Okay, but that's good because that gives me a couple of interesting questions. Well, first, on the nutritional yeast, I was just reading, and it must have been in the current issue of Vegan Health and Fitness Magazine because that was what I was reading last night before I fell asleep, that nutritional yeast is something that can improve immunity, particularly Mm. for athletes who do these intensive kinds of, of outputs of energy. Their immunity goes down, but if they have even a teaspoon of nutritional yeast a day, at least one study has shown that that keeps their immunity going. little interesting bit of information. Nice factoid. Yeah, but on the coconut, coconut is so controversial because on the one hand, it's a saturated fat, and I know Mm -hmm. a lot of people say, but it's medium chain, and that's different. Mm-hmm. And yet, for you, it's the tree of life. And you know what's very interesting? Um, I've read an awful lot of uh, the late Indian guru, Asacha Sai Baba. I actually mm. visited his, his ashram in India back in the 90s. Wow. And he said the two most perfect foods are coconut and banana. Mm. You can live on coconut and banana in the right climate and so forth. So tell me why you love coconut and why some people don't. Well, I think it's, uh, I mean, for me, just I lived in Hawaii for about uh, eight years. And so you just can tell there's a reverence for, for it there. And particularly the water and like the young coconut where you get like the jelly uh, part of that. I know the first thing in the morning when you drink the fresh coconut, it's really just you feel like your whole body is is becoming alive. I think a lot of the controversy with the coconut is around the the concentrated oil, and that uh, that's definitely a hot topic. You know, a lot of the plant based doctors are saying to stay away from the concentrated oil. So, I would say with the coconut, if you're concerned, I think the water you could drink freely, and then the oil you'd probably want to. Uh, moderate you know a lot okay that makes sense (laughs) i I love the uh, compromise so now there's somebody else who's interested in in this food and that is your son sage how old is sage sage just turned he's about eight and a half months old now oh and he already likes some of the food yes yeah we're getting him started young (laughs) so what does he like uh we've have avocado and banana is uh like those are two big ones and we're we're introducing him to some of the the green veggies as well peas and uh it's a slow process he right now a lot of it is uh breast milk so still getting a lot of that oh absolutely that's such an amazing time of life to see a, a little being become a person you know when you talked about the peas i could just see those little fingers picking up the peas yeah, totally. It's a miracle, and it's uh, it feels really good raising a vegan child. I know uh, there's a lot of controversy around that as well, so it's good to see a, a healthy and thriving vegan baby. Yeah, and that's another controversy that is so hard for me to understand because the vegan kids that I know, including my own daughter, they're great. You know, they're they're stunning. They're amazing human beings. And yet, I think some people are still stuck back in some very old ideas. Yeah, and I know. Well, we've seen each other at the Summerfest in the last several years. I've been the executive chef there, and uh, there's a lot of vegan kids there that are the picture of health. So that's another big myth. That, that could be another uh, another interview. Ah, or another book. I could see that as you <laughs> raise Sage, we're probably going to be seeing a, 
a book for you about kids. So when somebody is healing the vegan way, do you have a prejudice toward a particular style of uh, plant-exclusive diet? Uh, I think everyone is everyone is unique in that in that way. I mean, there's a lot of like you know controversy around ratios of fat to protein, the carb, and so I let I encourage people to have more of an intuitive approach to see what's working for them, and I. I tend towards the simplicity of things initially. So even just like an eating a or selection of colorful veggies and fruits, like looking to incorporate a lot of colors in, in your diet. So I, I tend towards the simple, simple path myself of like monk bowls and, and uh, just like simple, simple dishes. Is a monk bowl the same as a Buddha bowl? Yeah, one person's monk bowl is another's uh, Buddha bowl. It, for me, it's a, a, a grain, a green, and a protein. And one of the key parts about the book is I introduce this idea of template recipes, where I show someone how you could break down one recipe and turn it into actually hundreds and thousands of recipes. So there's there's really thousands of variations of recipes in the book. And in my classes, that's something that pe- people really resonate with, is this idea of template recipes. Oh, I love that. Well, Neil Barnard called your book, Healing the Vegan Way, a wonderfully written resource for anyone interested in the countless health benefits of a plant-based diet. And I would certainly echo that. Mark's website is veganfusion.com. He's on Facebook at Vegan Fusion One. In fact, he's Vegan Fusion just all over everywhere. That shows how early you got in on social media. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. And it, it really, it's a beautiful, beautiful book. I am Thank so proud you. to have it on my bookshelf right there at my kitchen. So nice. I'm actually cooking out of it. Awesome. Cool. Benefit Thank you. I appreciate it. Everybody around here. Mark Renfield, you're so delightful. Oh, thank you, Victoria. I feel the same about you. Keep up the amazing work. Thank you so much. And if there's a hurricane, may it be a little one. (laughs) Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Now, speaking of Vegetarian Summerfest, where Mark has been feeding everyone, oh my gosh, the food at Vegetarian Summerfest. If you've never been, just go to the website, check it out. It happens every summer in Pennsylvania. They have every kind of vegan food imaginable. They have your kind of standard bar, and then there's the salad bar, and then there's the pizza bar, then there's the oil-free bar, then there's the raw bar. I mean, it is so sensational. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Summerfest. And one of the things that I love most about Summerfest is getting to see people that I don't see all that often, but that I love to pieces. And one of those is our next guest, and that is John Pierre. John Pierre works with people of all ages, promoting the benefits of a plant-based diet, physical fitness, women's safety and empowerment, and the importance of compassion in life. He has been providing free lectures on women's safety and empowerment for over 30 years in the United States and Canada. We've had him on before talking about fitness, and I'm hoping that he'll come back in January when we're kind of doing New Year, New You, and talk about that again. But what we're going to be discussing today is this protection aspect of things in John's wonderful book, Strong, Savvy, Safe, Empowering Tools for Self-Protection and Vibrant Health. Welcome, JP. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. 
<laughs> Wonderful to hear you always. For anybody who doesn't know, John and I go literally way back. I believe based on uh, the fact that my daughter was a babe in arms, I guess we go back something a bit over 30 years at this point. And I just love to see all that you're doing in the world. So tell us a little bit, John. You are the most peaceful person I know. You, you're like Gandhi. I mean, you're like a walking, peaceful person. And yet, you've written a book on self-defense for women. Justify that. Well, I mean, the book is is based on spiritual and mental self-defense aside from just physical self-defense. So part of what I delve into in the book is the way society has been hurting women and children for decades via the media. So I talk quite a bit about the dangers of media, that you have 12-year-old children who still believe in Santa Claus, but they're watching violent pornography. They're playing video games where you run over cats and dogs or shoot police officers and you reward it for that. Uh, They're listening to violent music, gangster rap music, which is almost audio pornography. And then, of course, they're watching very violent TV shows and movies. So part of the book delves into, you know, how we've gotten into this violent society today. And everywhere you look today, you know, it's not like when we were kids where it's like living like the Waltons or living like Little House on the Prairie. I mean, you can't go anywhere without seeing just staggering amounts of senseless violence and damage being done around the world, not only just in the United States. So um, the book has been in, in the works for a long time. I've been working with abused women for about 30 years. You know, I've worked at women and children shelters and done all sorts of programs for them and, and um, you know, done a lot of programs at colleges uh, for women. So the, the, the book, Strong, Savvy, Safe, isn't really just about physical self-defense. It's quite a bit about emotional self-defense. So how did you get started? Why, why do you have this interest in abused women, also in, in seniors, your whole life is well, really dedicated to others. Yeah, I mean, you know, the two oral reports I did in high school 30 years ago were women's rights and animal rights. So it's just something that I've always, I've always done. I've, I've always wanted to be helpful where there wasn't any help. In other words, I, when I was in high school, I just looked, how could I be of service to society where there wasn't really people being of service? And back then, there really wasn't much stuff being done for animals in protecting them and definitely wasn't stuff being done to help really women in large amounts. So I just kind of went where I was needed. <laughs> well, you do a great job of it. I love the book. I took some model mugging classes in the past and found those extremely empowering. I remember after I took the second course, I think I took the basic course, and then I took one called Armed Assailant. And my next-door neighbor, who didn't really talk to me all that much, came off his porch, walked over to my house to say, I don't know what you've done, but you carry yourself differently. If I saw you on the street, it would be like you were carrying a sign that said, don't mess with me. So there is something about just knowing that you really could take care of yourself that changes a woman. Well, sure. The fitter you become and the more skills you develop, the more confidence you have. So that's one of the key things. But I think all those classes are good. Anything self-defense and model mugging, all those are great. Uh, But I do think it's like anything else. There may be high blood pressure pills and there may be medication that helps people. But the idea is to not have to have high blood pressure or high cholesterol. So most of the book, we talk about how to avoid violence and how to avoid danger. 
And also we delve into part of the book that delves with eating more of a plant-based diet because part of the danger that women face isn't necessarily just a boogeyman. Part of the danger is the boogeyman that's on their plate, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So women and people in general need to look at what they're putting in their body, what they're putting on their body in terms of cosmetics, things like that, the type of clothes they're wearing. So, you know, the more tight clothes that women or anybody wears, the more that it impedes their lymphatic system and circulation, which in general just hurts their health all around. So we go into quite a, a detail about self-defense, but not in the traditional way where it's just physical self-defense. Exactly. That's why it's so fascinating. So you also talk quite a bit in, in the Strong, Savvy, and Safe about body image and food addiction. That's such a big deal for so many women. And you seem to have a unique understanding of that, although you've not experienced it, to my knowledge, to your, yourself. No, I haven't experienced it myself. But, you know, working with abused women for 30-plus years, I can tell you this, that more women were hurt by the media and they were hurt more by the words of those around them, their husbands or boyfriends, than they were physically by those people. I mean, the media just does a number on women 24 hours a day promoting these crazy diets and weight loss scams, um, you know, telling you need to smell a certain way and look a certain way, you need to wear high heels, and they don't tell you that's going to throw your back off and throw your alignment off and hurt your feet, and it's going to allow you to be a victim because you can't run now, you can't move laterally effectively, you can't move backwards, you can't really run in that type of clothing. You're wearing restrictive clothing, again, a tight skirt, tight jeans, doesn't allow you to kick or run from a predator. So the media and, and the fashion industry and even the fitness industry, you know, having women use these half-pound pink weights and doing hundreds and hundreds of reps, when you should be teaching women to be as strong and powerful as you can, they should be able to do push-ups. They should be able to do pull-ups. You know, when I trained Ellen DeGeneres, I had trained Ellen to be able to do knuckle push-ups. And, you know, one of the things when she went on Jay Leno, she had said, she said that she, my guy, she said, you know, doesn't believe in girl push-ups. And Jay was like, well, what does he believe in? And she said, knuckle push-ups. Because women shouldn't be told that there's a woman push-up and there's a man push-up. That's all just manipulating their mind to make them think they're less than a man, which is, which is really crazy. Wow, that's thrilling. So you've worked with celebrities, Ellen, lots of others, and yet you've, you're not in L.A. anymore. You're out in the country. You have other plans what took you away from uh, the Bright Lights Big City? Well, I'm working on opening up um, an animal sanctuary and retreat center. Uh, it's called It's Living with Harmony um, is, is my 501c3, and our webpage is livingwithharmony.org. And I've, I work with the teams that rescue children in, in sex trafficking. And so our goal is to have an animal sanctuary and then a retreat center where we can teach, but also be able to have housing for some of these children who get rescued uh, so they'll have a little transition place to come and be with animals and heal. Because as you know, these children don't want anyone to touch them or even be near them, and rightfully so. Um, but everyone needs to be touched and loved and cared for. And by kind of integrating animals with women or children who have been abused, it's very healing for both of them. Because the children can at least have uh, an animal to cuddle with and hold and, and take care of and bond with. And then, of course, the animal finds the benefit, too, of the affection. So that's mainly what's been uh, that I've been working on. And most, uh, you know, I still lecture around the, the country and actually the world on nutrition and fitness and, and women's issues. 
And about 95% of the money that I make from all that goes directly to the sanctuary. So right now I'm just trying to uh, keep building up the funds and we're trying to get a property. So we're getting close, uh, but we still need a little bit more money and, and help there. Well, I can certainly see why you left Hollywood <laughs> to do that. What an amazing, I mean, it's a huge undertaking. And yet how important, because I've often said that if everybody were vegan, if all the animals were fine, I would immediately turn myself to human trafficking. And yet I suppose sure. that by the time we get to a vegan world, there won't be human trafficking either. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a really, really very scary what's happening with, with trafficking today. I mean, basically the drug industry is is aligning themselves with the trafficking and they're doing both because there's so much money to be made in it. And a real great organization is um, it's Project Child Save, S-A-V-E dot com. And they do some wonderful, incredible work uh, rescuing children. And, um, you know, I definitely do work with them, and I really like them, and I, I really I support their work. So there's lots of different organizations out there. But it's something that we need to be aware about because, you know, these blonde hair, blue-eyed children can sell for 100000 on the black market, and they're just tiny infants. Uh, so it's very scary what's happening today. And, and part of that I talk about in the book that, you know, the more that people are watching pornography and the more they're engaging in violence in in every aspect of their life, the more that permeates and goes into their being and their soul. And so that's why I talk a lot of in the book about how to avoid that and realize the mind is like a fertile garden and whatever you plant grows. And then when it's growing, you can fertilize it and continue to make it grow by what you add to it. So you have to be so careful you know, sticks and stones can break your bones, but, you know, words can tear your heart apart and they affect you. And, and the words that you think create images and then they affect you psychologically and there's an endocrine release. You know, if you watch a scary movie, how is it possible that your heart starts racing when you're just sitting down? Because there's an endocrine release there of adrenaline and cortisol and all these different hormones that can affect your, your psyche and affect your health. So we need to be so careful about what we put in. And the media is, you know, really something that I, you know, I'm just sorry to say that there's not really that much great news out there. You know, when I go to hotels, I, I'll usually turn on the TV to see what the what is the average person watching today. And I see these reality shows and, you know, glamorizing a lot of violence and sex and really just not very nice behavior. And it's it's very sad, especially to the children who are being raised this way, that they think that's how the world is. Yes. What about these people, the, the really awful people who, who can do human trafficking, and and I suppose even the people in the slaughterhouses that are doing the really egregious, awful things there, what happens to a human psyche that someone can engage in this kind of behavior? Well, again, I think when you're born, your computer, your, your brain is blank. I mean, what's the difference between Mother Teresa and Gandhi and Hitler? They were all born, you know, eight pound babies with a blank computer. So they have to get programmed into believing their thoughts. So again, their family, their friends, the media, that all goes, you know, a long way in term, in terms of programming them. And so when, when I do meet people that are drug users or alcoholics or commit crimes or sex trafficking, I don't judge them and have any anger toward them. I don't agree with what they do and I think they should be stopped, especially when it's illegal activity like sex trafficking. Uh, but, you know, I, I can understand how they got that way. It doesn't make it right. Um, but I just think, again, it's, it's, it's our upbringing in the media is so powerful today because the media is just programming you continually, just 
from the minute you wake up, you're exposed to ads and music and images all day long till the minute you go to bed. So that's one of the reasons that with my clients, I always have my clients work on making collages. And the collages they make, or we call them vision boards also, are there to keep their mind focused on positive things and things that they want in their life, not things that they don't want, and images that reflect who they really are. It's like when I work with clients, I never have them weigh themselves because especially women, they have a tendency to base their self-worth on these magical numbers, this gravitational force of a scale, which is silly. And that's all fed to us by the media. Amazing. I just think about you, JP, and the work that you do and the life that you live. And you live a very pure life. You know, we talk about being vegan. We talk about people who eat raw food and things like that. But you bring in so much more than the food. You really live a kind of lofty existence. How much of that do you think the average person needs to incorporate to have a quality life? Well, I think that, again, I think it all comes down to your brain is, you know, basically what controls everything. So the point is, is that who is controlling your brain? And again, it comes back to what you surround yourself with. I mean, I'm 51 and I've never seen pornography, you know, video pornography as a kid. Sure. I saw a Playboy magazine, I'm sure, but um, I've never seen pornography and and I choose not to see it because I don't want to support that industry. But I also don't want my mind filled with those images. And I also don't watch TV other than when I'm, you know, like at a hotel or something, just see what's out there. Because, again, that's a powerful tool to program you. I mean, the military originally started using video games to train soldiers to be able to shoot instinctively without hesitation. Because originally soldiers in the, in, in the wars were having, they were hesitating. But through the use of video games, they were training them to react instinctively. And that's one of the things you see children doing so much today. And many of these shooters who have gone in and, and done shootings at schools have been video game addicts. And they actually learned how to shoot, not from going to a shooting range, but actually from playing video games. So I just think that you just have to be cautious about who you surround yourself with and the images that you choose to include in your life. No different than the food you take in or the air that you breathe or the water you drink. It's all, it all permeates inside of you. Yeah. Well, I hope that every woman listening uh, or, and every man who cares about a woman will pick up a copy of Strong, Savvy, Safe, Empowering Tools for Self-Protection and Vibrant Health. But just for right now, while people are listening, do you have two or three tips about awareness, just things that women can know to feel safer as they go through their daily lives? Absolutely. Well, one is, is, is sounds simple, but stop texting as you're walking to your car, back and forth down the street, because predators look for people or women in particular who are unaware and preoccupied. Um, Number two, locks work as they're intended when they're locked. So make sure that you're locking your car when you get in it so you don't get carjacked when you're stopping at a stoplight. You know, somebody just opens the door and and pulls you out. Same thing with your home. If you're at, as soon as you carry the groceries in, don't go wait to get and put them into your kitchen to lock your door. Get in your house, put the groceries down, lock your door, then go carry your groceries because it only takes a second for somebody who's been watching you to break into your house. And as you approach your car, look around that area because predators hide in vans. They park a van right next to your car, and all they do is they slide open the door and they pull you in. So don't park next to vans. If there's a van parked next to you and it's a driver's side, you have to get in through the other side, or you need to call for an escort from where you're shopping because it's dangerous. 
look in your back seat when you when you're when you're approaching your car. You know, that's important because people break into your car, they use a Slim Jim, which is a device that can pop your lock and then they hide in your back seat. And don't ever allow yourself ever to be taken to another crime scene. In other words, if you're being assaulted and somebody says, hey, I won't hurt you, just come with me, you don't ever want to go to that, what they call crime scene number two, because what could ever happen at crime scene number one, only worse things will happen at crime scene number two, because there's no witnesses and you won't be heard if you scream. And then finally, make sure you use your intuition. So many women who have been assaulted or people in general who have been assaulted, have said, I, they've said, I knew that there was something wrong here, but I just didn't act on it. So make sure that you trust your instincts, because especially for women, usually their instincts are usually right. So you need to be very cautious you know, about situations. And if you get an unsettling feeling, you need to get out of there. Brilliant. Oh, thank you. That's so helpful. Now, I do hope you'll come back in January and talk about fitness, but just in our last couple of minutes today, I know that in in this book, this book about uh, awareness and self-defense and preparedness, you also talk about functional fitness as a part of that. So tell us what that is and how we can become more functionally fit. Well, in in other words, it would be more functional to do a push-up than it would be to, to do a bench press. When you're doing a bench press, it's almost like a push-up, except you're on your back, but the bench is supporting your core. So your, your core and your abdominal muscles are not firing as much as if you flipped around and just did a push-up. And if you look at a push-up position, when you're pushing away from the ground, that's very similar that if you were standing up and pushing a predator away or striking a predator. It's the same type of motion. So instead of getting on machines, we want to try to do more exercise bands or exercise cable or body weight exercises that really engage your whole entire body. They just don't isolate things like just standing up and doing a curl. That would be an isolation exercise. But learning to do a pull-up or a chin-up, that would be very functional and more full body than just an isolation. Oh, my my goal is the chin-up. I have to tell you, JP, since I've been doing aerial yoga I love it just at the skill level I have now. But if I had enough upper body strength that I could actually pull myself up to do those flips and not land on the floor going bang on my feet, (laughs) it would be a whole new world. So I'm going to think about you as I work on that one. So finally, last minute, give us your famous last words. Well, as I say on my website, johnpierre.com, you know, think good thoughts and do good deeds. So continually program and putting in good thoughts into your being and your mind and then take action on doing good in the world. So many people have said to me that, oh, when I get money, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Or, you know, maybe down the line, I'm going to do that. You know, Mother Teresa said the smallest deed done is far greater than the largest intention. So don't worry how small the deed is. Just start doing good deeds every day, whether it's like on my webpage, I have a five minute activism You know, so there's little things you can do. You can call companies and thank them for including vegan product line or call a company and say, hey, I'm complaining about something you've done. I've done that before. We're on on the back of a vegan magazine. There was an Asian woman woman in a in a forest of bamboo and she was um, topless and her chest was pushing against the bamboo poles or plants. And I complained to the owner. I said, this is just ridiculous. I mean, already you have an Asian woman and it's she's Asian and she's female. And now you've got her with her top off. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I said that that, that has no place in here. That's just putting women in a subservient position. So I complained about it. And guess what? They wrote me a, a letter back and they said, we're pulling the ad. 
So wow. you have to do good deeds. You have to take action in life. You know, living on earth, your rent to live on earth is activism. You just don't get to live for free. I mean, that doesn't happen. You have to be an activist and do good things in the world and take action. Ah, oh, John, I'm so glad you're in this world. JohnPierre.com is the website. Peace Love JP on Facebook. All the other URLs and information, and particularly, let's all check out livingwithharmony.org, John's wonderful uh, farmed animal sanctuary, uh, abused children sanctuary. Oh, my goodness. You're one of the best. Thanks for being in the world. Thanks for being in my life. Thanks also to our other guests, Chef Mark Renfeld. Eileen Rizzo. Thanks to Unity Online Radio and engineer Jeff Comfort. God bless you guys and eat all of your vegetables. Thank you for listening to Main Street Vegan. Join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time as Victoria Moran entertains, educates, and inspires you on your vegan journey. This program is sponsored by Main Street Vegan. To learn more about Victoria or to explore training with Main Street Vegan Academy as a vegan lifestyle coach, go to www.mainstreetvegan.net. That's www.mainstreetvegan.net. Notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. If you or someone you love has ever failed at anything, remember, accomplishments are often built on successful failures. Our greatest heroes have survived setbacks and losses of some kind. What makes them heroic is their capacity to have compassion for themselves, to know when to reach out for help, and to always, always start again. We learn to do something by first believing and then by doing it. In Unity, we celebrate the spiritual gift of strength given to us by our Creator. There is an unlimited amount of strength and courage available to you now. Trust it and expand your life. The result will be positive changes in you and the world around you. This message has been brought to you by the Association of Unity Churches International. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. 
with enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter, and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the Mind Body Spirit. FM podcast network.